February 29th, 2004. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
Watt from Pedro Show. That was Destroy All Monsters with uh, Meet the Creeper off this uh, <laughs> off this uh, three disc uh, collection called Beyond the Pale. Destroy All Monsters, uh, Niagara. Ron Ashton from the Stooges, and uh, Mike Davis from MC5. Who's on drums? Let me see here. Rob King on drums. Um, before that, we started off with uh, some live John Coltrane, 1961, uh, out of Copenhagen. Delilah, Mr. Eric Dolphy on bass clarinet there, too. Um, much respect to Chris Reese for flowing that. He flowed me 12 CDs of live John Coltrane from 61 awesome. to 63. Awesome. Yeah. And another 12 are coming of 64 to 67 stuff. So that's so great. You can imagine the tape recorders they used to bring into the pads there. No microphones in the sunglasses, that's for sure. <laughs> no stealth tapers. Yeah. <laughs> Wheel it in wheelbarrow uh it's been six weeks many moons since the last episode yeah of the what from pedro show but i have not been sitting on my duff i've been uh i just got done with the new second man album uh second man's middle stand it should be in the stores april 27th i hear from the company i brought it in friday they were tripping. The first thing the product manager, Peter Fletcher, says is, Great Gates of Kiev. Which would make sense if you uh, from the 70s and went to an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer gig. <laughs> right? Because they did uh, Mazorsky's Pictures on Exhibition. That's the big finale tune. So I laughed. Of course, the younger guys there didn't know what the hell he was talking about. <laughs> I mean, you know, people's points of reference is okay. Um, you got a bass, organ, drum band. Yeah, you're from the 70s. You're going to think ELP, I guess. <laughs> Tony Platten, my pool man friend, Tony Platten, told me ELP is torn again. Oh, wow. No, not ELP. It's Keith Emerson and the Nice, the band he had uh, before ELP. It's a trio. Not as much synth, more... Uh, organ and piano but so you had he the, lives in santa monica so you had the cool full-on pedro recording experience pedro <laughs> absolutely band. there's nothing like making a record where it's only five minutes from your pad let me move the mic here oops sorry about that didn't mean to pop <laughs> uh so um to like just take a few minutes go down the street to karma studio there on sixth street and then when done, six, seven o'clock, just come back. That was happening. Of course, there's a diary of the recording session up on the Hoot page if you want to read about it. I haven't posted up the mix days yet because I haven't had any time. I have been going every day. Even today, I went up to L.A. to take pictures of Petra. Uh, I have pictures of Pete, Chair, and Pat, the people who played on the record. Well, Pet didn't play. She just sang. Because the big number on this record is three. And the way 
we do it live is me and Pete, you know, doing all the singing. But I wanted my voice against their uh, two other voices, so I had Petra come in and sing with Pete for the choruses and stuff, so we'd have the three. Three's the heavy thing. Nine songs. Uh, some people on the watch list were kind of bumming. Nine songs, and we waiting all this time for nine. But let's just, let me tell you this. It's a much different record for me. And those nine songs add up to 53 minutes and 10 seconds, which is my longest record, <laughs> except for Double Nickels, maybe, which had 45 songs. <laughs> so uh, it's intense. One song's seven minutes. There's one three-minute song, but they're all around six. So it's quite a different thing for me in a lot of ways. I used effects on my bass. Big fuzz tone, envelope filters, straight bass too, but I've never really got into effects that much, and so this is the first time. Without the guitar, you can do this, you know, there's a lot uh. more room. I, actually, I, you know, I, I wrote drum parts and the organ parts, but I got to say, uh, Pete Mazich, Jerry Trebitich, really lent themselves to the interpretations and put a lot of their own personality in, which was so great. I was so proud of them when I heard the end thing there after mixing it. Awesome. It really did good, both those guys. Their first real album, you know. And uh, they kicked up some major dust, man. It was cool. happy. Much respect to them. And Michael, too, down at Karma. That was great. That was great of him. He was really a pleasure to work with. Yeah, he's awesome. No attitude, no bunk, bunkness, you know, that some of this stuff you have to deal with uh, with some people in the racket, you know? And uh, so nice was, cozy place. Yeah. It's so sad that they're bailing. Yeah, yeah. So sad. But Joe Biza, I did a gig, a Banyan gig, Friday, and Nels was out of town, so Joe Biza filled in for him, and Joe Biza told me, Somebody's going to buy that studio, so maybe we'll still have a Pedro uh, recording place. That'd be good. They that'd be great. A nice spot there. It would be great. Uh, in between, uh, somewhere in the midst of the recording, first week of Feb, I went back to Michigan. I didn't go back, but I went to the Midwest in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and uh, played with the Stooges. We recorded a Junior Kimbrough song. For a fat possum tribute record, and uh, cool. also Ron uh, showed us some new stuff he wrote. And even though I was all injured with the hurt forearm, by the way, that's healing up. Still not pedaling or paddling, jonesing like a motherfucker. But, you know, I'm down here every morning. But yeah, I'm man, get digging on your photos. Okay, I'm still taking pictures of the sunrise and stuff. I miss it so bad. And there's a bike chained up over here, so I have to look at that. You know, but I just don't want to re-hurt it, so I'm gonna wait. And, uh, yeah, I, I love the sunrise. So I've been flowing your shots. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's amazing that, that you're able to jam the way that you do with your hand still hurting. Yeah. The forearm, well, it's a lot better. Like those, I just did two banging gigs, and um, which I just did a second band gig. I played a benefit for a skate park Saturday here in Pedro. In fact, I needed one more day of mixing. Came up a little short. Yeah. We're going to have to do all of paradise in one day. So this uh, young man from uh, 
Huntington Beach was going to record. He had a day uh, scheduled, Michael. And I uh, pleaded with the man, can you please uh, trade me? And I said, if you uh, to put in the offer to make it better, I'll, I'll play on your record. So I recorded uh, two songs with him oh, and then cool. went right up the street and did the skate park gig. Cool. Yeah, his name is Pat. Pat Gallagher, I think. And uh, it does has a little construction company, so music's like a side mouse uh, thing for him. But they were some neat songs. Cool. One was called God's Left Hook. Now my man, or something. It was a trippy song. Can't remember it exactly. <laughs> you know, it was a couple days ago. Another one was called Desire, and that was trippy. <clears throat> They're good stuff. So, you know, the barter system. Uh, uh, it works. Cooperation. Yeah, so he was mighty righteous to do that. That's cool, and the skate park gig went cool. Yeah, made some money for the park. That was down. Because Pedro needs a skate park yeah. so the skaters won't get hassled. Yeah. You know? No crime. Get some expression out there. So that's what I've been doing these weeks. And sorry I've been away from the Watt from Pedro show. There were some technical difficulties with the site work folks. They didn't even realize it. So I was offline for a week or two. Oh, but now it's fully up. All, yeah. All archives and yeah. everything again. Huh? Yeah. Cool. So that's that's happening. Much respect to SiteWorks. And um, I leave the 17th of March to do three uh, gigs in Japan with the Stooges. And then I come back for a couple days and then go off to England with the second man. Well, actually with the second man and the John and Terry show because I'm... It's the All Tomorrow's Parties in the oh, UK, cool. all sold out. Some cool. um, awesome. resort, Watertown, 60 miles south of London. And uh, they wanted me, Tortoise is curating it, and Tortoise asked for both bands. Doug McCombs, cool people, bass player. Tortoise asked for me to play with Second Man, but also for me to play with John Terry's show. So same drummer in both bands. But uh, Second Man will have Pete on the organ, of course, and then... Tom Watson on uh, guitar for John Terry Show, and I haven't done those songs in a while, so uh, me, Jaron, and Tom are going to practice up. And for the second man, it's going to be the debut. First time I play the whole ah. second man's middle stand piece in its entirety. So that'll be the debut. That'll be a trip. So they do the All Tomorrow's Party a little different over there, huh? Everybody's with their tickets locked in the resort for the whole time. Yeah, they're like the camping program. out. It's also two weekends separated by a week, oh. right, which is a trip. So this first one is uh, Tortoise, and then the second one is uh, second weekend is Sonic Youth. So that's wild. This guy named uh, Barry Hogan who puts this on, and he's very cool people. Yeah. Very very happy. And he's the guy who put on the yeah. one yeah. at uh, it's a cool Queen Mary in Long Beach. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't see any of the stupid sponsoring and logos everywhere. And mm -hmm. it's just about getting some bands in front of folks. Like the curator aspect, too. Yeah. Speaking of curator, Raymond is telling me he's going to New York City today. But he's got something at the Getty. They asked him wow. to curate a month or two, put on gallery. <laughs> yeah, it's a trip. Wow. Uh, we're talking about new movies. Uh, we're thinking of filming Richard II. William Shakespeare. Wow. And also Batman and Robin Wood, myself and uh, Gomez, Gomez Bueno, the 
Spanish artist who lives here in town. So, uh, got some things planned coming up. Cool. It looks like uh, because the record will drop April 27, that's when I'll start the next Second Man tour. And being so late in the spring coming on summer, I think we'll only do four weeks. And uh, finish up at the end of May. And then I'll go out and do three gigs with the Stooges in uh, Scotland, Ireland, and England. And then a few weeks weeks later, go back to Europe with Stooges and do uh, On the Continent there with uh, Germany, Italy, France, Greece, new for what, uh, Serbia, new for what. So looking forward to some uh, Stooging out. And then they're talking about an album. So, that, yeah, wild, much respect. Really. Get to st- I got to, even though it was snowing and in the teens, for a Cali guy, kind of uh, tough there in Michigan. Getting to stay with Ron Ashton, that was great. He was the host with the most post. <laughs> now, he was great. It was happening staying there with him in the pad. Um, he's very cool people. Much respect to Ron Ashton. And Scotty was across the way with the Super 8 and getting to play with him every day. <clears throat> I saw the Super Bowl with Ron I saw the Timberlake-Jackson uh, thing at the halftime uh. with Ron Sooner <laughs> sitting there like, oh, man. And uh, I can't tell you the last time I sat and watched the Super Bowl, but uh, sitting there with Ron, it was pretty cool. He bought pizza and some Ann Arbor pizza. I can't remember the company, but sitting there and had the oatmeal for me every day. Of course, he got up like at noon or something. Had my cracking on. Uh, I remember the first time I tried to take a walk, I had to turn back, man. It was like a block or two, and it just <laughs> rolled me up. I just could not take it. I mean, it was cold. Only one day of sun, and even that day was cold. And unfortunately, I had to come back and mix the album because day later, a couple days later, they had an art show in Detroit. Uh, Ron and Iggy, they did Peyton's, and, uh, which were great. Ron finished this one of uh, Dave Alexander the uh, night before I got there. It was, it was happening. I never thought those guys were artists, but uh, pretty good stuff. Um, Nels Klein. I did get to play with him last Sunday, Deep Piazza's Banyan, and he gave me a CD. He wrote a piece for Raymond Pettibone. It's called uh, Perish the Thought. Now, this is supposed to be for a four-channel sound installation, but uh, we only have stereo here. Nels played everything, and uh, like I said, he dedicated to Raymond Pettibone. It was much worthy. Of that, and I told Raymond he was, uh, yeah, he was pretty overwhelmed, and uh, he's going to give uh, Nels a drawing. So, here's Parish the Thought, Nels Klein, Watt from Pedro show.
contemplating suicide, playing with the cutlery. from Pedro show that was Twisted Roots a band Paul Rossler had in the early 80s with um, Pat Smear his sister Kira Maggie on singing and Emil on drums Pat was in the I mean Paul was in the screamers of course Pat, of course, Pat was in the germs uh, Don Bowles wrote me an email he said him and Pat Jam some germ songs for the first time since December 4th, 1980. Wow. December 3rd, I think, the last gig. A couple days before uh, Darby died. And I almost died of pneumonia. It was a heavy time there. Uh, anyway, uh, Lee Joseph over at Dionysus uh, re-released the Twisted Roots album. And that's uh, Mommy's Always Busy in the Kitchen. And before that, we had uh, Devin Hoff with Good for Cows. That's the name of his band. Just a two-piecer. Him on bass. And uh, Chess Smith on drums with a song called Tragedy and Farce off their new record. I think it's called uh, Less Than or Equal To. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. And uh, the connection between Devin and the gentleman before him, Nels Klein. Well, Devin's bass player for Nels Klein Singers. And we started off that set of music with Nels Klein, the song for Raymond Pettibone called Perish the Thought. Fortunately, we don't have the four-channel system set up to deliver you a piece in the form it was intended, but... It's had some pretty severe stereo going there, yeah, huh, Brother Matt? Yeah, extreme stereo. Yeah. And you were saying it sounded like something that would be for Raymond, right? Yeah, that was really an appropriate or accurate uh, depiction, musical depiction, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Twisted Roots, the bass player Kira, me and Kira, yesterday uh, did a song for Kel Johansson's album. We sang on, we were the singers. Uh, Kel's band. Kel used to play for uh, urinals for years and years. Through their name changed to Hundred Flowers, and uh, and then the name back to the urinals. And then he ventured on his own. He's got his own band now, and he's recorded uh, recording an album. And this was a song about. It was like kind of a tour spiel. Yeah, like a his version of Thirty Days in the Hall or something. So or Hey Lottie Mama. Uh, here's a Long Beach band I'm going to play you here called uh, Freddy's Four Fingers and a nice, uh, sensitive, tender, romantic, romantically themed tune called World War Three here on Watt from Pedro Show.
stop World War Three. Paranoid schizophrenic politics. Rob just crazy about the apocalypse.
Watt from Pedro Show. Ooh, a little echo there. Sorry about that. That's uh, from Oakland, Giant Haystacks with The Biggest Mistake. Let me start off with, of course, World War Three from Freddie's Four Fingers, Long Beach Band. Um, damn, I was going to play another Long Beach. Well, actually, they're Orange County, I think. But the guy gave me the disc at the Piazza's there in Long Beach. So we'll start off the second hour with that. <clears throat> Got some nice weather here, huh, brother? Matt? Yeah, it's See, excellent. Son? excellent. And this whole, the days are getting longer. Fe- February, yeah, that's great. Creeping back. Creeping back. February's always got the awesome, like secret days after the stormy, stormy weather. Get some eighty degree days coming in. Yeah. So you do another Long Beach band thing. Speaking of Long Beach bands, huh? You yeah. Said sublime, sublime. Oh yeah, I gotta tell you about that. I've been invited to. Uh, be on a tribute compilation. I'm going to do something with Petra and Perkins. They gave me six songs to choose from, so you like the one, The Work We Do? Yeah, Work That We Do. Okay, The Work That We Do. Get the blaster here. You can listen to them while I uh, spin cycle. Do your spin cycle? (laughs) Okay. Folks, um, it's the end of the first hour of February 29, 2004. Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, Hang tight, please. For hour two, coming right up. February 29th, 2004, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
Just like a clock without hands, there'd be no tick-tock. Just like a house without a door, there'd be no need to knock. Just like a pen with no ink, it cannot write. But if you come back to me, everything will be all right. Just like a candle with no flame, it will not burn. Just like children without books, they cannot learn. Just like a lamp without a switch, it cannot light. But if you come back to me, everything will be alright. Take me 
Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, that was Abby Travis with uh, Blythe. Blythe is a town in the Mojave, the desert out here when you're headed towards Arizona. That's the last big town before the border, the Colorado River. Anyway, Abby's got some new stuff. She gave me that um, CD of her new things. Before that, Marvin Gaye with Just Light. And I don't know what the name of the first song was, what we started the second hour of the Wild from Pedro show with. Because uh, this young man... Jack and Pete. Yeah. Jack and Peter. That's all it says on the CD. That's three Peter. songs, cool. but that was pretty good, whatever the name of the song was. <laughs> Thank you, Jack, and good luck to you and Peter there. Uh, it's seven, the, oh, yeah, there's a phone number written. Maybe I should call them and see what the names of the songs are. <laughs> 714, so they're OC band, I guess. Pretty good stuff. Anyway, you're getting a little mellow there with these... Uh, Abby and Marvin there. So uh, I'm very uh, excited to bring Brother Matt aboard with some spinning cycle. Ooh. He's on out of that mellow feeling. Kick it up. Flip it to the spins.
ripper cunt in the finger still. Nurse, adrenaline doctor? Dr. Benway. The night porter shot it all up for kicks. He looks around and picks up one of those rubber vacuum cups at the end of a stick they use to unstop toilets. He advances on the patient. Make an incision, Dr. Limp. He says to his appalled assistant, I'm going to massage the heart. Dr. Limp shrugs and begins the incision. Dr. Benway washes the suction cup by swishing it around in the toilet bowl. Nurse, shouldn't it be sterilized, doctor? Dr. Benway, very likely, but there's no time. He sits on the suction cup like a cane seat, watching his assistant make the incision. You young squirts couldn't lance a pimple without an electric vibrating scalpel with automatic drain and suture. Soon we'll be operating by remote control on patients we never see. We'll be nothing but button pushers. All the skill is going out of surgery. All the know-how and make-do. Did I ever tell you about the time I performed an appendectomy with a rusty sardine can? And once I was caught short without instrument one and removed a neutering tumor with my teeth. Ah, uh, that was in the upper Fendi, and besides, the wench is dead. Dr. Limp, the incision is ready, doctor. Dr. Benway forces the cup into the incision and works it up and down. Blood spurts all over the doctors, the nurse, and the wall. The cup makes a horrible sucking sound. <laughs> nurse, I think she's gone, doctor. Dr. Benway, well, it's on a day's work. He walks across the room to a medicine cabinet. Some fucking drug addict has cut my cocaine with sani flush. Nurse, send the boy out to fill this Rx on the double. Dr. Benway is operating in an auditorium filled with students. Now, boys, you won't see this operation performed very often. There's a reason for that. You see, it has absolutely no medical value. No one knows what the purpose of it originally was, or if it had a purpose at all. Personally, I think it was a pure artistic creation from the beginning. Just as a bullfighter, with his skill and knowledge, extricates himself from danger he has himself invoked, so in this operation the surgeon deliberately endangers his patient, and then, with incredible speed and celerity, rescues him from death at the last possible split second. Thank you, Uncle Bill. Oops. As William S. Burroughs, reading some of his uh, Naked Lunch. Before that, we had the Blue Orchids with the Disney Boys. Michael Eisner, clock is ticking for that cat. Yeah. Brother Matt, thank you much for the spin cycle. Cool. Christy's come to join us Welcome. across the street. And we're at the end of the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show, Holt, uh, February 29, 2004. Elite Day special. Hold tight for hour three.
February 29th, 2004. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show, and here's part seven of the incredible adventures of Jack Flanders. And now for today's thrilling adventure, A Fine Day for Fromborks. Jack Flanders has been given a large, overstuffed green velvet chair. When he sits in the chair, he finds himself in another realm where great winged sailing ships fly the skies. After numerous adventures with pirates and wizards, including the loss of his dear old friend Dr. Missoula, Jack is beginning to question whether it is wise to return to that mysterious realm. Listen to me, Flanders! Don't come back! You hear me, Flanders! Don't come back! Don't worry. I'm not sitting in that chair again. I've had it with this... Midnight. The chair. It's becoming alive again. Drawing me to it. Oh, no. No, you don't. Not this time. Our hero gallantly fights the strange magnetic pull of the hungry chair. Jack grabs the sofa and hangs on. Darn. He grabs the door jam, the floor lamp, the end table, the potted philodendron. I'm sorry, Phil. As a last resort, he digs his heels into the carpet. But alas, to no avail. I'm sitting down again. Suddenly, as though sucked across the room, come all the objects taken from that other realm. The Marquis's cloak, his top hat, his book on spells, and the magic sword. Say you, Flanders. Really? We have just a little problem. Uh, we do, huh? Ah, uh, little Frida. What happened? A sorcerer grabbed her one night. Grabbed her? It was in Mademoiselle's pass. That crazy sorcerer flicked, and she'd be gone from the deck. D- did you say Mademoiselle? Or not to be confused with Dr. Mazzola. Are they related? Half-brothers. Uh, uh, how, how can I... I said to myself, Captain Swallow... Of all the lads you know, when it comes to sending someone to battle a half-crazed sorcerer, who's the first that comes to mind? Uh, Flanders. Right you are. Thanks. Well, what do I do now? we got us a tactical problem here. Mad Mazula has a tower perched atop the pass. The winds be fierce up there. A scar galleon would be flung against the mountain wall by the terrible winds. But is it possible to, to maybe scale the walls of the pass? Possible. But not with that lunatic conjuring in his tower flinging lightning bolts down at you. Yeah, I see what you mean. What we need is a frombok. A frombok? Aye. Only a great winged reptile such as that can maneuver them winds, dodge them lightning bolts, hmm. and deliver a brave one such as you to battle Mademoiselle. Yeah, but uh, how do I battle a sorcerer? One step at a time. Huh? First, we need to catch a frombok. Yeah, but isn't that a little difficult? Not when you uses the proper bait. Oh, well, what do you use for bait? We trolls for a frombork, you see. 
We have us a sturdy pole hanging off the stern of the ship here. Yeah, I see, but, but well, what do you... Come over here, Flanders. We secures the bait on a rope and lets it out behind the ship as we moves through the morning sky. Morning? Aye, the Fromborgs come out to feed, then. Well, that sounds terrific, but... Any questions? What do you use for bait? Good question. Let us take a journey down memory lane. Huh? Back to the dive where you let me Frombork loose. Captain, I didn't let it loose. A cannonball hit the cage and it sprung the lock. But the Frombork chose you to carry off. Yeah, because I was standing closest to the cage, that's Ah, all. But once you freeze a Frombork, they remember you forever. They always return to pay their respects. Pay their respects? It's for the good of little Frodo, you understand. Oh, sure. Jack is secure to the end of the rope. The line is let out far beyond the stern as the ship slowly moves through the sky, trolling for the great winged reptile known as the Frombork. Finally, after several hours without success... Frombork, ho! Captain, the crow's nest spotted one! Aye! Prepares to net the Frombork! Prepares to net the Frombork! Reel in the bite! Reel in the bite! Look alive! Look alive! Steady with the net! There she goes! the net! We got her! In the cage! Easy, then! Watch out! Watch out for that beak! Watch out! Put the line and let him drop. Hmm, I lot sure thinking now, Fredo, but now hold him in. Jack is hauled on board. Plans are made for the attack upon the stronghold of the crazy sorcerer Mad Merlin Missoula. Uh, not to be confused with the deceased Dr. Marlin Missoula, the gentle alchemist. Thank you, Dave. Uh, you're welcome. Alfredo assists Jack with the taming of the fierce Frombork. Taming the fierce Frombork. Do's and don'ts. Alfredo, are you sure you can tame this thing? Well, it says here you can. Now let's see. Have you ever trained a Frombork before? Me, laddie? No, no. Well, is there anyone here that's had some experience with these things? I'm sure, but they all be sorcerers and they don't share their secrets. Well, who wrote the book? Well, I don't know. It doesn't say it. Oh, here, here. Chief uh, Wampum. Chief Wampum? Chief Wampum? Hey, let me see that. Taming the Fierce Frombork. Do's and don'ts by Chief Wampum. Yes, yes, yes. Holy smoke, it is by Chief Wampum. Uh, apparently you need a saddle. A Frombork saddle? Oh, here's a picture. Hmm. Well, that's not much of a saddle, is oh, it? Oh, no, it's not. Old moth-eaten Eddie can make something that simple. Well, there's no reins, is there? No, no, it must clear day looks to me like, yes, no? No, 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 no. I mean there's no reins to steer the creature reins. No, let me see. Operating the controls. Yes, yeah. Aha! Yeah? Telepathy. With that thing? Oi, she be fond of you. Uh, how do you know it's a she? Now, can't you tell, lad? Well, actually, no. It's by the long, curly eyelashes. Ah. Well, what does it say about telepathy? Yeah, wait a minute now. Ah. You can falsic and communicate mentally, you see. Hmm. You know, the chief may be right about that. 
I was once practicing the art of farcing and did accidentally make contact with a frombork. You've learned the art of farcing. Yeah. So who needs this book? But a saddle is made after some difficulty. It's strapped onto the back of the caged frombork. Meanwhile, Jack rubs the strange herb upon his body. The fumes calm his apprehensions. He relaxes as he slides into a semi-mentally limp, meditative state. Well, Frombork, we're going for a trial flight, right? Right. Okay, I'm ready. Open the cage, Alfredo. She's coming out. Are you ready to slip into the saddle?、Mm-hmm. Easy now. That's it. Okay. Release the chains. The frombork spreads its great wings and slowly rises from the deck, flapping off into the blue sky. The noble Frombork soars high above the green valleys and rolling hills. Jack, perched upon its back, enjoys the exquisite ease of its flight. What a way to fly! Well, that's enough for the test flight. Now let's head for the ship. What do you say? You don't want to go back. Look, you don't have to go back into the cage. I don't care. I said we're going back. Now come on. The frombork suddenly tucks in its wings and dives straight down. Oh, I, I, I think she's testing me. Jack hangs on to the scaly neck. The ground rushes up at them. At the last moment, the frombork opens its wings and screams, skimming the top of the ground. But、yeah. Jack hangs on.、Yeah. The frombork fires back up into the sky, rolling over and over, trying to unseat our brave hero. Yahoo! Right, Jackie. Again, the frombork dives. This time for the lake. Uh-oh. Straight down, head first, right into the water, and back out again. Back up into the sky, and then down again. This time for a grove of trees.、Oh. Oh. Straight down. At the last possible moment,、Ow. the Fromborg opens its wings and shoots off across the woods, shredding the tops of the trees. Ouch. Ouch. And up into the sky, the fierce Fromborg, finally tamed, gracefully curves back toward the blue swallow. Hey, they're cheering. Ah, well, it's the first time anyone ever cheered me. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. What? Oh my God! Now they're firing at us. Hey, duck, duck! Shoo! Hey, you really know how to step aside. Hey, here comes another one, duck! Ah, you missed. <laughs> They stopped. Come on, Frombork. We're going in. Hey,、uh, Alfredo, why the cheap shots? That was Captain Swallow's orders. Huh? Mademoiselle will be tossing a lot more in cannonballs. Oh. 
Dusk descends. The clouds are tinted by the soft, rosy rays of the setting sun. A quietness settles upon the blue swallow. Jack and the Frombork exchange stories. Yeah, I understand that, but let me tell you about this pirate queen. Yeah, that's the one. Well, you're not going to believe this, but... Huh? You know about the mustache. Oh. Well, that's how come they started calling me Marcel Duchamp, because the first time... Captain Swallow wants to see you in his cabin. Oh, okay, Alfredo. Listen, even when I look at a poster, pop, you know, it beats me. Pronto, Flanders. Right, right. Look, I'll tell you about Chief Wampum sometimes, okay? Sure. Oh, could be. Who knows? <laughs> the blue swallow silently slides through the night sky. The new moon slowly drops behind the mountains. Jack and the crew's quarters sleep soundly. A deep, heavy sleep. seen that ship before. Where's the captain? He's putting on his pants. What do you mean you've seen that ship? It, it's the flagship of the Black Mona Lisa. That's a sobering sight. Yeah. Heads up! Oh, I'm getting so sick of blocking these friggin' fireites. All hands on deck! Look alive! Heads up! Two uh, maneuvers into the class, captain. That'd be a hell of a place to be at a mercy. Who's mercy? Heads up! The pirate queen, that's who. Hand me the glass. There you be, Captain. Good. Now the other glass. Aye. Hmm. It's up. Yeah. You see, Captain Swallow, there she stands, the pirate queen herself. Can I see, Captain? See the way she be leaning over the telescope mounted upon the quarter deck? Aye. See if you can drop a cannonball right on that sassy butt of her! Aye, aye, Captain! Prepare for broadside! Prepare for broadside! Meanwhile, on the flagship, the Pirate Queen observes Captain Swallow through her telescope. What's he saying? Drop a cannonball right on that sassy butt of hers. Maybe broadside in us, Captain. Over my dead body. Jeez, that bastard Frenchie. Drop a cannonball into Captain Swallow's lap. I try, mon Captain. Frenchie? Oui. Do it for me, Frenchie. Aye, aye. 
Where's the rest of the crew? I think some still be sleeping, Captain. Flanders! Yes, sir? Get below and wake the rest of my crew, for God's sake. Uh, aye, aye. Heads up! Captain! What? Should we tell Flanders? I tell him about what really happened to the child and what he's getting into riding that Fromborg up there with the mad My saucer. My God! Don't mention any of this to that twit Flanders. There's a sure way of getting rid of him once and for all. It's up, Captain! What? 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 The cup to be hit! Knock his breath out? No. Cease the flight of a cannonball with his great belly. Oh, that's tough. Call physician Floyd! The angel of death. Be on the way, lads. The sassy buccaneer plucked me one in me lap. The last seconds of my existence, mate. Kicking off. Hark. I hears the blue bird of eternal happiness calling to me. (coughs) Ah, I'll be leaving now. To where the clouds be forever fluffy and the winds forever fair. Getting a bit weird, ain't he? Captain. Alas, I bid farewell to my crew who have served me so faithfully. Captain, Captain. What do you want? Who'll be the new captain? You, Alfredo. You'll be the new captain? No, thank you. Why not? We're losing the battle, Captain. Oh, then you, Hornetoad. Sorry, but no. It's up! What about Old Crow? Well, I'll ask you. Old Crow, you want to be Captain? You kidding? He doesn't want to be Captain. What about Physician Floyd? <coughs> no. What about Ollie O'Neill? Oi, no, no, no. Old Moth Eaton Eddie? I think he's still asleep below. To pull on him. No one wants to be captain, Captain. Aye, we all knows what the bloody pirate queen will do to whoever's captain. Is, um, Flanders still below? Aye, I believe so. Well, (laughs) bring him up (coughs) and make him captain. What was the question? He's gone. He got a little maudlin toward the end. Ah, well, that happens to the crustiest of us. Well, shall we make Flanders captain? The bloody pirates will soon be swarming our decks. It was Captain Swallow's last request. Why not? Aye, why not? Better tell the crew. Aye. Listen to me. Captain Swallow be dead. The pirate queen will be boarding us soon. She'll be looking for a cut in the skin. So, guess who's the new captain? Flanders! Aye! <laughs> Listen, Flanders, Captain Swallow caught a cannonball. Caught a... Well, how is he? Dead. Dead? Are you sure? Playing possum. No. Ask physician Floyd. It is true. Slipped between the cracks of reality. God. Here you be, Flanders. Captain's caught. But captain's... Ah, the captain's boats. Well, hey, hey, you're not making me captain, are you? That's a little beef. The pirates be coming alongside. Oh, no, 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 you don't. Not me. They're putting the oaks to us. Captain, shall we stand and fight? Look, for the last time, I am not your captain. Come on, let's board her and take those turkeys. They're boarding 
us, Captain! Uh, maybe we should just give up. Captain Swallow never done that. Well, I don't care what Captain the Swallow... The she don't skim will have to walk the plank. From a skyship? Aye, sometimes even the ones she skins has to walk the plank. Aye. Oh, God. All right, men. Let's fight. Aye, aye, Captain. The pirates swarm onto the ship, daggers clenched between their yellow teeth, cutlasses gripped in their scarred fists, mischief in their squinting eyes. But Captain Swallow's crew fights Gallifrey. Lee, uh, I beg your pardon? Captain Jack. But Captain Jack's crew fights gallantly. Jack swings his magic broadsword, discharging lightning at random. I'm sorry. Sorry. Cutting Jack. Yes. Sir, might I suggest this cutlass steady your broadsword? Oh, a cutlass? Oh, how do you how do you use oh. oh, sorry. Oh, that's all right, Captain. It's all right. I have another arm. Oh, we're kidding, of course. Oh. oh, God, this thing is sharp, isn't it? Oh, oh sorry. Captain, I, I, Captain, Captain. Don't turn uh, around. Uh, Maybe I'd better set this one out before you skewer the whole crew. Well, I'm sure that once I get the hang of it, I'll... Where I'll, is he? Mm. Where's the one that calls himself Marcel Duchamp? Uh-oh. What was that mojo used to say? Feet don't fail me now. So... I, Marcel Duchamp is a lily-livered, yellow-streaked turkey. Captain Jack. What? You must quit running and fight for the honor of great Duchamp. Well, that's a point. All right. There's no place to run anyway. I'm going to fight. I've been waiting a long time for this, Marcel, Marquis, Captain Jack, whatever you call yourself. Yikes, she's good. Aye, some say she be the best. Uh Uh Aha! Good grief. God! Oh, missed! Ouch! Captain Jack! What? Put on your top hat! My top hat? Missed, damn! The Marquis of Caromas was a great swordsman in his day, they say. Really? Here you go. Oh, thanks. Your cape, sir. Might as well. Are you ready? Hey, Alfredo, I do feel a little bit different. Sheesh! Hey! <laughs> Not bad. Stop a second. What? That top hat looks familiar. But it once belonged to the Marquis of Columbus. So good. Yeah! Oh, she whacked the top clean off his hat, alas. Now I'm going to get you. Hey, are you fading on me? Yep. So long. <laughs> See you around. So long, my foot! The Pirate Queen suddenly leaps at Jack's fading image, grabbing for his chuckling throat. Oh my goodness, they both disappear.
you pass through this night.
show that was uh, Mr. David Thomas Parubu doing Surfer Girl trippy version before that we had Mark Bolin live on the radio about 33 years ago Baby Strange before that about 25 years ago the Reactionaries Georgie's Garage across the street from Pedro High the song called 1979 much respect to Martin Tamburovich. Rest in peace. Christy picked that one. Thank you. Before that, uh, Yasmin the Light by Explosions in the Sky. Joe Boone, T. Boone's little brother. Well, not so little. He's in his 40s. <laughs> <laughs> it's trippy, huh? <laughs> Just a couple years means a big difference when you're junior high school or middle school. <clears throat> anyway, that's his favorite band, he said, Explosions in the Sky. And so I, that's for you, Joe Boo. And we start out with part seven, Incredible Adventures of Jack Flanders. Incredible. Flying on a Fromborg. Incredible. How the story weaves itself around your mind. Okay, here, uh, I played this gig out here in November few months ago on the Queen Mary in Long Beach. Yeah. I could have paddled my kayak there. You know, I haven't paddled or pedaled since the day before my birthday, and I went over the handlebars and hurt my forearm. I wanted it to heal right. Oh, and by the way, February 29, it is a heavy date. Only every uh, four years, but four years ago today was when I had my surgery. It saved my life from that sickness, which the new record's about. So in a way, it's good it only comes every four years because that was a nightmare. That whole 
pilgrimage. Anyway, uh, getting back to this gig I was telling you about, the Queen Mary with the Stooges. Well, I played with the Stooges on the Sunday, and then uh, the day before was with George Hurley. We did a bunch of old Miniman songs, songs I hadn't done in a long time. But another band on the bill, in fact, played maybe just before us, was Mission of Burma, Boston band, great band. And Sharon Lee uh, sent me a recording of this very gig I'm talking about. So here it is on the Watt from Pedro show. Whoops. Thanks a lot. This is it. Once I had my rhythm, once I had my dream, but all the guidance changed. You can change Mother told us patience, the virtues of this day. The father taught us bound, the armies we might know. The Thank you. 
from your pain Somehow you had become More than the sum of your parts Along with certain problems Came a soul of brain Just what they call emo. <laughs> Let's get some Bukowski. Don't come round, but if you do, yeah, sure. I'll be in unless I'm out. Don't knock if the lights are out or you hear voices, or then I might be reading Proust if someone slips Proust under my door or one of his bones for my stew and I can't loan you money or the phone or what's left of the car though you can have yesterday's newspaper an old shirt or a bologna sandwich or sleep on the couch if you don't scream at night and you can talk about yourself that's only normal hard times are upon us all only I'm not trying to raise a family to send through Harvard or buy hunting land. I'm not aiming high. I'm only trying to keep myself alive a little longer. So if you sometimes knock and I don't answer and there isn't a woman in there, maybe I have a broken my jaw, you know, and I'm looking for wire or I'm chasing the butterflies in my wallpaper. I mean, if I don't answer, I don't answer. And the reason is that I'm not yet ready to kill you or love you or even accept you. It means I don't want to talk. I am busy. I'm mad. I'm glad. Or maybe I'm stringing up a rope. So even if the lights are on and you hear sound like breathing or praying or singing, a radio or the roll of dice or typing. Go away. It is not the day, the night, the hour. It is not the ignorance of impoliteness. I wish to hurt nothing, not even a bug. But sometimes I gather evidence of a kind that takes some sorting. And your blue eyes, be they blue, and your hair, if you have some, or your mind, 
They cannot enter until the rope is cut or knotted or until I have shaven into new mirrors, until the wound is stopped or opened forever. Thank you, Mr. Bukowski, for illuminating certain feelings we all must have without getting too sanguine about it. Call first. It's not your blue eyes. It's that odor. <laughs> no. Brother Matt, thank you very much for your vital assist cool, in this Watt from Pedro show. Again for a special leap day session. Leap day. Cutting day. <laughs> Life saving day for Watt. So, I'm going to flash back to that situation, huh? Anyway, we're back in the swing of things. We can do shows again. Yeah, yeah. Out of record mode. I can't play you the new record yet. I've been asked by keep it the team wraps. to keep it under wraps. But soon I will. And looks like the debut is going to be in England at this All Tomorrow Party thing cool. on the 27th of March where I play the whole thing live. Then when I go out and tour it in uh, May, that's what I'll be doing. You come to the Watt gig, you get to see the whole Second Man's Mill stand piece done for you. Along with myself, Pete Mazich, Jerry Trepitich. And it'll be in the stores when? April 27th is when I'm told it's going to be dropped. Cool. And... Um, other stuff coming up, too, of course. And I'll keep you posted on that. Um, maybe next week? Another yeah. show, huh? Yeah. Coming up. Maybe. We're back in our swing. At least get a couple in before I go to Japan. Yeah. That would be great. Maybe right. fi even finish Mr. Flanders' wow. Oh, yeah, ride. yeah. Huh? Jack in his chair. Jack in his chair. <laughs> and his Framborg. <laughs> and... Um, so anyway, it feels good to be here again and playing the tunes and spieling like I do. Thank you very much, Brother Matt. Here at the Love Grotto, the Pleasure Point, somewhere west of the Rockies, north of the equator, Pedro, home of the Angel's Gate. I took all the pictures on the next record, so actually you'll get to see the Angel's Gate. Cool. You get to see how the sun looks, too. I've been flowing shots Brother Matt. Those yeah, AM. Awesome. Eye poppers. So I don't have to get up so early. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. Thanks much. Have us back. Keep your powder dry.